All right, welcome to the Red Triangle Sports Podcast. Um, talking baseball, specifically Blue Mountain Fantasy Baseball Champion League tonight. Just wrapped up the trade deadline, which was Sunday at midnight, the 31st. And the trades processed this morning. Um, so all the rosters are set here for the last couple of weeks of the season. Joining me tonight to talk uh, the trade deadline is Shane Stein, back from his hiatus. Good to be here, Matt. <laughs> Happy to have you. Um, hope you didn't listen to the last podcast. Oh, I listened. <laughs> I listened. Yeah, well, uh, maybe you can yell at Kyle since he said so many mean things about you. Kyle, <laughs> what's up? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> um, good. How are you? I'm doing well. I just got back from a mini vacation, so I'm feeling good. Nice and rested. How are you? Good. Uh, my wife rescued a kitten, and he is crying in the patio. I can hear him. So, getting rid of him tomorrow. Someone's coming to pick him up. Can't wait. Um, first off, I guess we should wish a wish a congrats to our commish Zach Smith on the birth of his daughter. That's right. Um, when was she born, Kyle? Uh, yesterday. Two days ago. I don't know. My vacation days are into a joke. Alright, I didn't mean to put you on the spot there. (laughs) (laughs) I figured out of the three of us you had the best chance of knowing, so congratulations at Thick Smitty. (laughs) (laughs) Um so yeah, that's exciting. Happy to have another father in the league. Um Daddy Smitty. (laughs) Yeah. Unless, unless two days ago, unless Billy's got someone somewhere that we don't know about, I think he's probably the best shot. <laughs> I, I guess Day can officially call Zach Daddy now. Yeah, yeah. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Shane, you got some trivia tonight to kick us off here. Yeah, I, I have a couple good questions for you guys. Um, actually, a really fun one for me. Uh, one of my favorite players, um, obviously, in the news. Recently, because he's about to hit a milestone, Ichiro Suzuki, um, coming up on 3,000 hits here in the near future. Um, so I had a couple fun ones. I got one, one fun one here first, and then a little tougher one, I think. Um, Ichiro Suzuki is, is about to uh, go to 3,000 hits. He has an interesting name, obviously, so it got me thinking of guys that have 3,000 hits that also have little interesting names. <laughs> okay. There are five players in the 3,000 Hit Club that have a first and last name that only have one syllable. Can you name those five players? In the 3,000 Hit Club? Yes. Wade Boggs. That is correct. Pete Rose. That is correct. Ty Cobb. That is correct. How many are there? There's five. This is going to sound stupid if I'm wrong. Babe Ruth. He does not have 3,000 hits. I was going to guess him too, so I'm glad you did. I guess Will Mays doesn't count, does he? <laughs> Will Mays is not correct. <laughs> okay, alright. I thought I'd try. And, alright. Um, I was posed this question last night, so that's the reason yeah, for bringing no, it up. Good, uh, I got four question. of the five. There's one out there that you guys did not get either that I did not. But I'm sure, I think you should get one cause. The other one that I got. Yeah. Oh, Lou Brock. Lou Brock is correct. 
Those are the four that I got, and I, I didn't get the fifth. I always forget about this guy. All right. Give me a little bit here. I know we've talked a lot about Brett Boone on the podcast, but I don't think I don't <laughs> think he's there yet. Yeah, Brett Boone, uh, even though he had a few nice seasons there. Yeah. Home run totals. Yeah. Soaring, uh, he did not reach 3,000. There's some great names running through my head right now that are one solo, like Ron Gant. <laughs> I know he's not close. If we put him and Brett Boone together, I still don't think we're getting to 3,000. Oh, man. Yeah, this is hard. Well, in, in the interest of time, I'll, I'll give you a. Think of uh, the World Series champions. Oh, George Brett. George Brett. I always forget about him. George right? is one syllable, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It is. Everyone's so favorite psycho. But yeah, I just thought that was a fun one. I got asked that last night. I, I couldn't, I couldn't almost, get George Brett. I almost said Rob Yount. I, that was the name I was thinking of, too. <laughs> I was like, I couldn't think of Brett. Yeah. But yeah, that was a fun one. But here's the here's the main question of the evening uh, for you, you two astute gentlemen. Active hits leaders? It is not the active wow. hits leaders. Um, Ichiro Suzuki has had 10 seasons in which he has had 200 hits, wow. which is just absolutely insane. Um, eight of which he has had at least 210 hits. There are only nine other players who have had at least one season <laughs> that are active that have had at least 210 hits. Can you name these nine players? All right. You want to go first or shot? You can go first. Um, Jose Reyes. Jose Reyes is not on the list. Ooh. 204 was his high. Yeah, I thought that was a good guess. I'm going to go with uh, D. Gordon. D. Gordon is not. He is 12th. Reyes was 14th on the list as far as most hits in a season. D. Gordon had 205. Okay. All right. Um, Joey Votto. Joey Votto is not on the list. He's never hit 200 hits. Good. We are a jerk. He walks too much. Walks too much. Yeah. Andrew McCutcheon. McCutcheon has never had 200 (laughs) hits. This is ridiculous. Come on. (laughs) Guys all hit 330. Some guys hit through all these guys hit three thirty on the rag, man. It's ridiculous. There are Well, Miggy has to be on there. Miggy has never he's eleventh. He had two hundred and five. This is absurd. Five with D Gordon. How many are we supposed to get here? Nine. nine names here. Nine. Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah. Um Alex Rodriguez. He's the only other one that's done it twice. Uh, 96 and 98. He had 215 and 213. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said his name. Um, Carlos Beltran? He's not on the list. Cool. <laughs> That's good. Jacoby Ellsbury. Ellsbury is on the list. He's sixth. Well, seventh, counting each row. <laughs> With 212, he had... In uh, 2011. 
There's three other guys that are tied with him. Two twelve. Albert Pujols. He's one of those guys <laughs> that's tied with Albert at two twelve in two thousand and three. Yeah, it's forever ago. That was pre juice Pujols. <laughs> Matt Holiday. Matt Holiday second. Man, I almost guessed him on this list. Two sixteen in 07. Yeah, the year that he should have won the MVP. Correct. Yeah. Um. going to say the year he should have won the MVP. Yeah, Jimmy Rollins. Jimmy, Rollins. That year. Jimmy Rollins had 212 that year That's as well. stupid. In 07. Pretty good like, year from Rollins. I feel like he hit 240 that year. Didn't deserve the MVP, but still had a really nice season. Yeah. Um, right, how many we got left? There are still four names on the list. Including the top guy. Alright, this might sound dumb. I'm going to do it. He's not on the list. No. I'm pretty sure you have to hit 300 to be on this list. I'm pretty sure all four of these guys hit 300 in yeah. the season they did it, yes. D- David Wright? He is not on the list. Um. Oh, oh no. That's stupid. Robbie, what do you think about Robbie Canal? Sure. He's at 300. He's 13th. He had 204 <laughs> in uh, 09. Sweet. A lot of cool big names here on this list here. I'm sure. I'm sure there this are. This list was pretty much all littered with big names. Um, I, I'm shocked you guys haven't gotten the top guy because he's on pace to do it again this year. Jose Altuve. Jose Altuve had 225 in 14. Yes. So. I bet you're so proud of that. I am so, so proud. So, so. Dustin Pedroia. He is on the list. He's fifth. 213 in 08. Wow. Two left. Two names left. These are probably the two that I would, I would probably forget as well. Though. Did someone do it last year? No. Okay. I'm so well. No one had two ten last year. D right. Gordon had over two hundred. Okay, I didn't know if Bogarts was up there. I know he had a really good year last year, but one was in 07 and one was in two thousand eleven. Well, this is probably a really bad guess, but the other person that had a monster season in two thousand seven was Curtis Granderson. He did have a big year, but he did not have two hundred okay. ten hits. I know he did the thirty 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 thing too. So. Yeah. Alright. 2007, what was the other year? 2011. 2011. I want to say Chase Utley, but I feel like he's never been healthy enough to get that in the list. Or something like that. Utley had 203 in uh, 06. I just want to feel some air. <laughs> well, awkward to decide. These two guys. Yeah. Um, Really good in their prime, obviously, and at one point were teammates. Hmm. Not while either of them did it, but they were teammates at one point. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm out. Victor Martinez. 
He's not on the list. The only teammates I could think of that might be on this list is Braun and Fielder. But Braun had 203. He's okay. not on the list, but he had a good year there. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give you these ones. Pretty tough. Uh, Adrian Gonzalez. Had 213 in 2011. Wow. And uh, Hanley Ramirez in 07 had oh, 212. Jeez. Um, yeah, if you never ask that question again, that would be great. <laughs> Always forget how good Hanley was in the, the late 2000s. But yeah, uh, just really incredible to have that many seasons with 210 hits uh, each row. Uh, it's been fun watching him play. Um, certainly one of my favorite guys to watch. Yeah. Yeah, and he said that he thinks he can play till he's 50. And I'm not sure I'd bet against him. I feel like he wants Pete Rose's record. I don't know. Um, all right, so we're going to talk trade deadline. Uh, I thought it was pretty pretty active. I know I went into uh, Sunday morning thinking that I wasn't going to make a move. And then I did. <laughs> And it was a big one, and still not sure how I feel about it. It's really a you know win or go home thing for me now. I guess uh, threw all my chips in the middle of the table, which is something I wasn't planning on doing. But let's start off with that trade because that was the first one I guess that you forgot uh, about my Sunny Gray trade. Yeah, uh, yeah, we might get to that. <laughs> Let's start off with the Sunday trades first, because that's where I'm at in the in the trades that I've prepared. All right, so I gave up Mookie Betts, the number two player in all of fantasy baseball this year, at two dollars under cost control for a long time, <laughs> uh, and I also gave up a third round minor. I said a third round minor because I'm not sure if I have this year's. So if I don't have this year's, <laughs> he's getting next year's. Me and Andy worked that out already. So. <laughs> Just, you know, uh, you... I, have, I have your third rounder for this year. I got it from uh, Sure. I think that was a fourth. Was it? It was a fourth, yes. Yeah. You're right. So, don't throw lies around like that, <laughs> Kyle. That's <laughs> <laughs> scary. Alright, so I, tr- I traded bets in my third for this year, uh, probably, for Nomar Mazzara, Buster Posey, David Ortiz, Joey Bats, and Ryan Madsen, and Joey Bats has homered tonight, and Buster Posey's driven in three runs. So early returns, we're really excited over here in Denver, but, um, you know, a lot can happen, so I'll let you guys take the wheel on this one. Yeah, this is obviously the big one of, uh, of the deadline. Um, I don't know how much I believe you saying that you weren't planning on going all in, because I don't know you to do anything other than go all in. Um, you've shown pretty much every season you've been in the league that you're going to go all in. So <laughs> I don't know how much I believe that. I know you you have a really soft spot in your soft spot in your heart for Mookie Betts. Yeah. Um, probably one of your favorite players. So it's probably tough letting him go. But I mean, I think it's a great move for you if you want to win the title. Yeah. Um, obviously, get a lot of good players in return, and Ball obviously gets arguably the best keeper in the league. Um, and just loads up his team for next year. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of a win-win for both teams. I, I actually thought that you got the better side of the deal as far as... I, th- I thought you got more than you, than yeah. you should have. But, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't argue with getting bets back. Um, yeah. 
I mean, for me, this thing, this is the epitome of selling at peak value. I think. I mean, bets bets could get better, but I don't know if anybody ever gets more than this no, in terms I mean, of in terms of current talent. Um, and the fact that you know I got Mazzara thrown in really makes a big difference for me because I still have a keeper now. So yeah, I think that was the sh- that was kind of the shocking part. I, I didn't think Mazzara was going to go anywhere. Um, the fact that you got him thrown into the deal was, was kind of the icing on the cake there for you. I, I, I think you even might have done the deal without Mazzara in it, maybe. I mean, I don't know I don't know what the talks were like. Um, I was going to do it without Mazzara, but he was going to have to throw in two of his prospects. And he gave me a list. I was, I was looking to get two or three prospects back as well. And he gave me a list of guys that were untouchable. So I thought I would try for one of the untouchables, which was Mazzara. And uh, I, I've been a big Mazzara fan, so he may not be as good as I think he is, but I think he's worth a shot. Yeah, what do you got, Kyle? Yeah. Yeah, so um, I think I feel similarly, similarly to Shane on this. Um, definitely, clearly, putting all your eggs in this year's basket, um, but to get Mazzara back is huge. Uh, I think we all mentioned how much we liked him when we were doing the pod before and talked about comps and whatnot um you know i think that makes it a little bit easier to swallow when you're giving away the you know second best player on the player reader uh who's under control for a long time <laughs> you know i've been having nightmares about giving up Mookie bets um and i'm sure you will as well so uh we can at least bond over that but you know i think for ball too i mean the, the it makes a ton of sense obviously he gives up mazara and gets back bets is what it looks like for him, really. Yeah. Um, so that's a no-brainer on his part. So I think both sides win here. Uh, obviously, if we're talking long-term, Andy wins. But if you win this year and you hang a banner, who cares? Yeah. Little fingers to the sky. That's how I feel. You know, if I somehow am able to pull this thing out, it really doesn't matter to me that I gave up bets. Um, and getting the two compensation picks back for Bautista... And for Posey was another big swing for me because obviously, like you said, Shane, I've unloaded minor leaguers every year pretty much. I've been in the league. Um, so it's always nice to get a couple extra picks to replenish that. The one thing, that's one thing where you've done just an outstanding job since you've come in. You've hit on a lot of minor leaguers. Yeah. Um, you've done a nice job in the minor league draft getting players that are able to be moved um, yeah. with value. Um, and you've shown that you're not afraid to move them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a catch-22, but, you know, I think Andy taught us all how to play this game kind of <laughs> this way. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he even maybe pushed me off the edge with bets a little bit, and he was like, yeah, it's a tough call. You know, I ran into these tough times when I was trying to trade Trout and Stanton for a lot. So um, I always kind of feel like if Andy can do it, why can't I? So. <laughs> All right, uh, second trade. This one also involves Andy. Uh, he receives Clayton Kershaw from Frank for Rick Porcello, Ryan Braun, and Carlos Carrasco. Just another outstanding um, effort to get a keeper-level player, uh, one of the top players in the league, for parts that he probably was not going to keep. Carrasco may have been a keeper. But other than that, he wasn't going to keep Braun or Porcello. Um, so I thought Andy did, did a nice job. And Frank 
remains one of the top four teams in the league probably by uh, by making this deal because I don't know if Kershaw is going to throw again this year. Well, he just got moved to the 60-day today, so oh. it's looking like he's probably not going to pitch the remainder of this season. Well, I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, this is another one, just like Kyle said, at the end of the day, this looks like um, Kershaw for Carrasco, for Bull. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think you're going to take that deal every day of the week. So when Kershaw comes back healthy next year, which I would I would bank on him doing, um, yeah, just another ball adds a top-level keeper. Um and builds just what's looking like an early 2017 favorite. <laughs> yeah, and when you say it's Kershaw for Carrasco, I don't want to dismiss the fact that I think all three of us would probably consider him a top five pitcher in the American League, Carrasco. So it's not like he's a slouch. No. Um, but obviously Kershaw is the best pitcher in the galaxy if he's healthy. So. Yeah, Frank and I talked a while about this. Um, you know, him and I always bounce our trades back off each other. Um, and he looked at it as, you know, Carrasco is obviously a great pitcher and he has him under control for several years versus Kershaw for one. Um, and obviously he can bolster his outfield and um, another pitcher. So I think it was a good move for him, obviously, for this year. And I think future-wise, um, you know, obviously you're going to miss Kershaw, but plugging Carrasco in isn't going to make it that terrible, I guess. Especially when you have Scherzer already. And Frank has to love the fact that Carrasco's an Indian. Uh, so that, <laughs> that definitely helps him out there. Um, but the other thing... I just, <laughs> the other thing I wanted to mention, Kershaw's been traded three years in a row now in this league. <laughs> so, uh, a lot of people are trying to get peak value. I know you were the first one to trade for him and you dumped him to your brother last year. But sometimes, you know... It's good to trade that one piece for three or four really important pieces when you're making a title run. I know, I know you would co-sign on that every time, Kyle. Absolutely. I mean, I think uh, the way Nelson Cruz played down the stretch for me and with uh, Cueto doing what he did, I mean, he, he faltered a little bit towards the end, but was good enough. And I don't know if I would have still won it with just Kershaw because Cruz really carried me a couple weeks. So. Yeah. I would do that every time over. Um, all right, third trade that happened close to the deadline. Slump Busters and Dutch Oven get together. Roberto Osuna goes to Dutch Oven along with Joe Ross. And the Slump Busters get second and fourth round 2018 minors and $3 in next year's draft. Um, I thought about making a run at Osuna, but obviously the salary cap's not like 400 so I, I had no shot, and I was tired from uh, Sunday night. So I went to bed and didn't make any real other offers. Um, but I like this one for uh, Fick. Yeah, uh, Ozuna was was obviously on a bunch of teams' radars. I know Brandon was trying to get rid of him for a while. Um, I feel like I was actually the leader in the clubhouse for him. He didn't really have a lot of huge offers, but at the end, I, I backed out on it. Um, and he was able to get a deal done here with, with Vic. Um, Vic needed to bolster the pen a little bit, and he goes out and gets him, and thought it was a good deal for both sides. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good deal, uh, obviously, because Vic is trying to win now with this move. Um, I thought it was a little higher. He paid a little higher price than what I would have expected. 
Um, but at the end of the day, people are going to spend when the deadline rolls around. So uh, I think sure did a good job of getting good value. Um, obviously, he's looking for 2018 picks instead of 17 because of how many minors he already has. So uh, I thought that was a good move. Well, I think another thing for Fick, when you look at the teams that right now are kind of slated to be in that uh, five through eight seeds, they all have closers. And you're going to need to survive a couple of rounds there. So getting Osuna was nice for Fick. Um, you know, Zach's got just a litany of all-star closers. I think Frank's got a couple and uh, Cody as well. So um, definitely going to need saves to compete in that category. Dutch Oven makes another move um, with the Matadors. He trades Jacoby Ellsbury for Adrian and a third round minor next year for Adrian Beltre. Um, this one I thought was a, a win for Andy. I'm not sure. Caleb has a lot of infielders. That's kind of what I took from this. Obviously, you know, mixing and matching, he's going to have a pretty good lineup every day, but. I'm not sure he needed Beltray. I don't know. Carpenter should be back here any day. So, I don't know what your guys' thoughts are. Yeah, Andy tried to move Beltray to me, and I, I tried to look up and down, and I couldn't really find a spot where I liked him on my roster. Um, I don't know how much I believed in him the rest of the way. Certainly a guy that, that ball had to get rid of. Um, I'm not really sure. I, I, didn't, I didn't get this one for, for Fick. Um, I didn't really think he needed a guy like Beltre on his team. Um, so I was kind of on the same page as you there. I'm not really sure what kind of boost he's going to give um, to the Dutch oven. Yeah. And before, Kyle, we get to you, I just wanted to say, you know, being in this league a couple of years now, we start to see tendencies of all the players in the league. And one of Caleb's tendencies, I think, is um, not a ton of value in his minor picks. So it's not like he paid a huge price for Beltre. Um, but Caleb always does a really nice job in the draft. So... He usually doesn't do a really good job in the auction. Um, so for him getting up a minor pick maybe doesn't hurt as much as, you know, a guy like Andy or Zach that seems to always nail their minor picks. Yeah, does anybody else top of their head know the values of um, Ellsbury and Beltra? Contracts? Yeah. Um, I know I know Beltra's 26. I'm not sure what... Um, Ellsbury yeah. was. Yeah, I, I don't get... know. Was this a contract deal, maybe? I want to say Beltre was. Did Ellsbury still? No, Ellsbury was not a keeper. Um... Beltre was 26. Yeah, I had that one, but what about Ellsbury? I'm getting it. Uh, Ellsbury, 26 as well. Okay, so it wasn't. Okay, I, I, I wasn't sure if it was. He needed to shed some cap. Um, so, yeah, I don't know that I. I don't know how to completely get this. I mean, Beltre tends to finish strong, so um, you have that. Uh, I don't know. It's a whatever deal for me. Um, I like Beltre more than Ellsbury personally. Oh, definitely. So I can see why he would do it to upgrade. Um, but Andy, good job getting some value back on a guy that maybe he wasn't able to move elsewhere. Yeah, and I mean, Caleb has a lot of outfielders with Blackman. And Calhoun, Eaton, Kemp. So, if you like Beltran more than Ellsbury, then I guess that's kind of where it's at. You know, he upgraded his spot, his utility position. Um, so, I think probably a good move. 
Uh, and I guess when Carpenter comes back, he probably slots in for either Brock Holt or Danny Valencia. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what Matt Duffy does in Tampa Bay now that when he comes off the DL. So a lot of options for Caleb. Um, still definitely a team I'm not really thrilled about running into in the playoffs. I don't know if you feel the same way, guys. Yeah, I don't want to play play Caleb that much. Um, he's a team I don't particularly match up great with, so not really excited about having the, the, the possibility of playing him. Um, but right now it's looking like he's going to have to claw his way in after what looked like he was pretty much a lock to make it a, like just a week ago. Um, Scherz kind of giving it to him this week, and Adam's giving it to Burkhart right now, so that, I think that was the, the last race left. Yeah. And... I don't know what it is. I think the gap's six games, but right now it's looking like that's going to close this week. So it's all going yeah. to come down to the last one. And we're going to get there after the trades, talking about where people sit on the standings. Um, all right, last trade that happened about a half hour before the deadline. Kyle, we finally get to talk about you. You get Logan Forsyth, uh, Frank's 2017 second rounder, and $1, because you always need more, for Ian right. Kinsler. Um you know, I don't want to say this was a selling deal for you, but you would kind of said that you felt like you were going to try and get some value for one of your players and see if you can get lucky in the playoffs. I think you did a nice job of that here. And I like Forsyth as well, so I, th- I thought that w- I thought it was a good move for both both sides. Yeah, I thought it w- I thought it was actually a good move for you, Kyle. Um, I'm I don't think Kinsler can do this all season long. <laughs> yeah, I think he's got to drop off. Um, I think Forsyth, what Forsyth's going to give you the rest of the year, I don't think it's going to be much worse than what Kinsler would, um, if at all. Um, so I actually kind of like the move for the Stallions here a little bit. Yeah, so um, my, my thought process was I was going to try and do this with a handful of guys on my team that I thought have maybe overachieved a little bit. Um, try and sell high on some guys and get some assets back. Uh, it only ended up working out with my brother, which I was a little disappointed about because I would have liked to do with a bunch of guys instead of just one. Um, a little underwhelming to do with just one player because, you know, I would like – I would have liked to go in with a better player into the playoffs. But like you guys said, I think Forsyth is a pretty serviceable second-base option. I mean, he's hitting at the top of an order. He hits for decent average. Um, so I'm excited to plug him in, not too worried about it. Um and I'm pretty sure last I checked, he was two for three tonight, so he's already fitting right in with what the Stallions want to do. Yeah, and you know, the nice thing come playoff time is that positional flexibility that Forsyth has. So you can kind of move him in some other spots if you got some guys that are off um, that night. So I, I like I like a player like Forsyth. He's kind of the modern-day Ben Zobrist when Zobrist was on the Rays. So... All right, other trades that happened close to the deadline. Um, Frank got together with Bino. Uh, Frank got Jeremy Hellickson for $1 of 2018 draft cash. Uh, this doesn't move the needle for me in either way. Uh, just kind of, it's about what Jeremy Hellickson's worth, I think. <laughs> yeah, this one was kind of just a, just a funny deal to me. Um, I mean, Hellickson's, a, he's been pitching well, obviously. Um, I don't know. Kind of fair value. Yeah. <laughs> not much going on here. I got nothing to say about that deal. Yeah, Frank was trying to get... He was trying to add a starting pitcher. 
him and I had a lot of talks about Lackey for Josh Reddick. Um, maybe I kind of regret not doing that, but I think just having the Cubs starting pitcher, I think Lackey will get right down the stretch. I think as we get closer here to playoff time, he's going to get more and more motivated because that guy just likes to win. So I wasn't really uh, too tempted to move Lackey. Um, Frank also made a deal to acquire Albert Pujols from the Slump Busters for a third-round 2018 minor pick. Uh, your guys' thoughts on that move? Yeah, Pujols was a guy I was targeting. Um, and actually had an offer out there right after he got traded. Um, so I was kind of disappointed. Um, I think this is actually a good move for, for Frank. Um, I like Pujols the rest of the season. Um, I think he's going to have a nice little second half here. Um, I think it's nice to add depth to an already already good offense. Yeah. Yeah, I think he did really well here. Um, as I know, when I talked with Sure, dealt a lot around Kershaw for a long time. And sorry, Sure, but I kept telling my brother to hold out, hold out, hold out. He's going to have to sell his pieces. You don't have to give him Kershaw. Um, and so he waited, he waited, he waited, and finally uh, he got the price down on Google's to something that he wanted to pay. So I think he did well being patient and getting a very good hitter to help his offense. All right, and then the other deal that you want to talk about, Kyle, was you acquiring Sonny Gray, the formerly untradeable Sonny Gray. Um, you get him from the Sluggers. You get back um, a 2017 third-round minor and a 2018 fourth-round pick, so you already start acquiring Burkhart's minor league draft picks like you do every year. You give him Cole Tucker, Domingo Acevedo, and Jake Bowers. Um, I think Gray's an intriguing keeper option, but I'm not sure he's going to help you much this year. So getting the two picks back was huge for you in this deal, I think. And I don't think you gave up anything huge other than maybe Bowers, but... um, it's not like the Rays have done an outstanding job developing hitters either, so may end up working out for you. Yeah, so I don't know. I was just panicking that I needed to make a move. Um, I know pitching has been something that I always suck at getting a great pitching staff, but I found a way to just make it okay. Um, so I was hoping really at the end of the day that Sonny Gray would get traded. Um, I know that was a long shot considering they probably went selling so low. But my hope is he gets back to, you know, ace form. I mean, he was, what, third in the AL Cy Young voting last year. So, um, you know, he obviously has great stuff. I just hope he finds it again this year. And if not, uh, I plan to keep him at 10 bucks, and, you know, it's pretty low risk. Yeah, this one kind of made me laugh because last year I – Offered Burkhardt a pretty, pretty good haul trying to get Sonny Gray. Um, he told me he was untradeable, um, and then clearly he's not. Um, I think he, he kind of could have got great value for him last year. Yeah. And go turns around and uh, didn't get all that much in return. Um, a couple of nice players, but I, I don't know. I think he just could have did could have got a lot more last year, and then. Unfortunately, has to trade him this year, not at his peak value. Um, but it's funny, it's nice to see Kyle start picking off his his minor league picks a year early, so we didn't have to go through a 
really shady deal on tra- on draft day next year. Yeah, I think I got his third in an earlier deal this year as well, so I already have two of his four. Maybe he usually hangs on to his first rounder, so I only have one left. Yeah, so you you only have to give up a couple bucks for the second rounder next year. We'll, we'll call it a day. Yep. Yeah, that whatever. That's corrupt, but <laughs> it's fine. I'm sorry. I like to talk about my trades. Did we ever talk about my Denmark Gomez deal? Did you trade him? Yeah, I traded him and Marco Estrada to my brother for a third rounder, a fourth rounder, and then the following year's fourth rounder. All right, let's go ahead and talk about it because I don't really have much to say. No, I was curious what you guys thought. Whatever. Okay. It's a typical deal. Typical deal for you. I mean, you acquire some assets for the future, uh, so you have some flexibility later on. Um, you get rid of some players that really not going to be much value to you down the stretch here. Um, Frank takes a chance on some guys. Um, I'm not really excited about either player down the stretch, but no. Frank takes a chance. You know, I was really hoping Gomez would get dealt, so then it would have been a lot better for me because I held on to Nares. But um, there were were a lot of closer changes that came up here, so I was able to fill it in with another guy. So, whatever. Yeah, a lot of the teams that got new closers um, are out of the playoffs. Uh, Edwin Diaz, he's on uh, Schur's team. Um... Billy Adwan and Tyler Thornburg. Jordan's got Cam Bedrosian now. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. But, yeah, it was it was interesting that about 10 new closers in the last week or so. Giles just got the job. He's on um, Day's team. Uh, one last thing I just want to talk about the trade deadline before we get into the standings and who you guys think the favorites are. Um, Stein, you are the guy that plays it pretty close to the vest. When it comes to not revealing what you were doing, I'm hoping for the sake of the podcast, you can kind of tell us what your trade deadline looked like because you didn't end up making any moves. But I'm interested to see what kind of offers you were throwing out there if you're willing to kind of give us a peek behind the curtain here. No, I will. I, um, I ended up not making any moves. I'm going to try to be the first team to win a title without making one single trade all season long. <laughs> um <laughs> No, here's the deal. I, I, I was active on, on the deadline. I just didn't find any deals that, that I really thought was going to make my team that much better. Um, I kind of went after some big-name players. Um, I was in on sale. I couldn't make anything work there with Jordan. Um, he wouldn't budge. Um, tried to get Lindor. Um, couldn't get anything working there. Um, Tulowitzki. Tulowitzki. Um, kind of the... Uh, the broken bone in the hand kind of soured me on that. I, I was thinking about making a late deadline deal there. Um, the asking price was a little too high from Burkhart. Um, once once I found out that he had the, the little broken bone in his hand, it kind of scared me away. Um, and also, as Drupal Cabrera goes to the DL, so I figured Flores was going to get some time at short, that enough time to make it worth my while to keep him. Um, so that's kind of where it, where it stood there. Um, as soon as I found out Ball was, was ready to get rid of some pieces. I, I I didn't really have time, and you already you already kind of scooped them all up. The ones that I that I was interested in. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you and I talked midday, and I was like, I kind of talked to you about the offer that I had with Andy, and 
you had mentioned that you told him you were interested in Ortiz and Posey, and that almost made me expedite my move a little bit just because <laughs> I really didn't want you getting those two players. Yeah, I mean, Ball Ball offered me a couple, few different players on his teams. The one I, the ones I were interested in were Posey and Ortiz, um, and and you kind of took them right away. I I wasn't all in on Braun. I wasn't all in on Beltre. Were the two guys he was kind of trying to sell to me. Um, couldn't really make anything work there. Got a real late 11.30, 11.45 offer for some infielders from Jordan, Kipnis, Nunez, and uh, Kozar, I believe. Tried to get Kipnis. Jordan said he fell asleep. Oh. I, don't, I don't know what happened, but we couldn't work out anything there. Um, no, but the way I looked at it, um, I'm already in the playoffs. What it's going to come down to for me is I need to get the first round by. I need, I need to get a bye. Um, I don't think I, I have one of the top teams. I listened to the pod last last time you guys did it, and I actually agree with what you guys were saying. Um, I don't think that I'm one of the top teams in the league right now, but if I can get that double bye by getting a top two seed right into the semifinals, I plan on making this uh, an absolute battle in the last month of the year. <laughs> and you might see my roster end up with maybe six or seven guys that are actually still on it, that are on it right now. Uh, <laughs> going to be a lot of transactions if, if that's the case. If I don't get the buy, I don't think I'm going to win. So that's kind of where I'm at. I'm going to try to hold on to the buy, and then I'm going to make a bunch of moves in September. All right, so right now, getting into the standings, you're the two seed. Um, Kyle and myself are kind of ch- trying to chase you down. I would mention Cody because he actually has the third best record in the league. But I don't think he's going to have what it takes to overtake Billy. So, for the sake of the podcast, I'm not going to necessarily put Cody in here. But I don't know if Kyle and I have enough to catch you. I think you, I mean. Well, it's really interesting because I'm kind of more worried about Frank right now. (laughs) Um, Oh, yeah. Frank made a big, big move, beats Kyle last week, and he's only seven games behind me, and he's putting another hurt on. He has two non-contending teams left. So I, there's really no margin for error. It's kind of just about even going into the last two weeks with him playing. Um, he has day of the last week. Who's he playing this week? Uh, uh, Tom. Tom. So, I mean, he has two teams that are out of it. Should be able to put up some big numbers. I kind of got to hold on for dear life um, and try to hold him off there for the division. And who do you have next week? Uh, Fick next week. Okay. So... Lot, lot going to be a lot of interesting matchups there in Week 18. A lot going on, I feel like. Because I feel like Frank's going to gain even more ground um, this week. And got to figure he's going to put up another big week next week. So, it's going to be real interesting. Division races and, and that last playoff spot race. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I thought it was interesting to see Jordan pick up uh, a bit of erosion to close for his squad. So clearly he's not giving up. So you're going to have a fight this week is what it looks like. Yeah, certainly. certainly. I don't know how big of a fight he's going to put up, but he's going to put up a fight. Yeah, I kind of like it that way. I mean, yeah, Ben Ben Rosen's not going to help him at all. I mean, he's probably not a keeper player, but it's it's nice to see teams battle it out to the end. Um, It's kind of what you hope to see. You hope to see everyone kind of giving everyone a little bit of a tussle down the stretch, um, make everyone earn it. Um, so I thought, I thought it was a good move. Obviously, he's still paying attention. He's a closer out there, picks him up. Yeah, it's really all I've been asking for from these teams that have been eliminated is to 
keep putting a competitive lineup out there that can give teams uh, a game even when it may not be, you know, just make make us work for the wins rather than throwing out like illegal lineups and stuff. So I'm happy happy to see that as well. Right now, the standings, I have a 15-game lead in the Jim Edmonds division. Um, Andy, sorry. Looking like the Jim Edmonds division is going to be the Jim Edmonds division again next year. So it won't be one and done like his Hall of Fame voting, like you told me it would be in the beginning <laughs> of the season. So, um, Billy has an 11.5-game lead on Cody. Cody's locked in probably as... The five or six seed um, in the Griffey division. You have a 21 and a half game lead on Adam. Adam, as we said, is still battling. We'll get there. And then seven game lead, seven games separate you and Frank right now in the P. Rose division, Shane. And you could argue that Zach has the best team out of the three of you. He's 26 back. Um, you know, he's had, ran into some tough luck, I think. But. I don't think he'll have an issue making the playoffs. So, no, it looks like we have we have seven of the eight spots are, are pretty much pretty much down pat. I mean, you're looking at the four division leaders now. Cody, Frank, and Zach are pretty much gonna get in. Um, now that I look at it, actually though, uh, Fick is above Zach in the standings. I didn't realize that. Oh uh, yeah. Um, so I guess I mean. Zach has a little tougher road than I thought. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess so. You have six in, and then Zach, Fick, and it looks like Adam are going to be the ones that uh, have a chance to round out the last last two spots. Yeah, and Zach and I play next week, so that should be interesting to see where we end up. Um, you know, I have a real backdoor chance of playing for that double bye, and he could be playing for his playoff life, so that'll be an interesting matchup next week. I'm coming for that double bye. I know we both are. Um, I just feel like Shane has too much ground on us. I don't know. But I have Max Kepler. He's been awesome. I love him. He's been really good. Good for you, man. I got lucky. Yep. I I liked Kepler a lot coming into this season. I obviously didn't expect this. I thought he'd be a high average guy that could score some runs, take some walks, not drive in runs and hit homers like he's been doing. So, uh, good for you grabbing Kepler. All right, give me your guys top 3 teams in the league heading into the playoffs here as we wrap this thing up tonight. Um, I'll go I'll go first. It, it's I think it's pretty clear. I, I don't know if you guys will agree with me or not, but I, I think it is Got a first-hand look last week. Billy's team is tough, man. Mm-hmm. They are just tough to beat. Um, they're they're going to be really tough. I, I think they're the best team right now. Um, and I'm going to go with Zach in second. And I'm going to go with uh, the Desperados in third after the big move. Kyle, you're a close fourth for me. I appreciate it. I'll go with um, Billy, Cos, and me in that order. Just because I'm not completely sure Zach's going to make the playoffs. 
Well, I mean, if he, if he does, he's very scared. But, uh, yeah. It's hard to say that for sure. He's up there third or fourth. He's right there with my team, in my opinion. So, just talking about Billy's team real quick, I just want to talk about a couple things. I think we have a window here to maybe knock him off now. Um, Salazar's on the DL. Things don't look good for him. He's getting an MRI of his elbow. On top of that, Aaron Sanchez seems headed to the bullpen here any day now. And Lance McCullers also hit the DL today. Arguably his top three arms, along with, you know, Lester, Hendricks, and Tanaka. But those three guys have been pretty good for him, and he's going to be missing them probably in the playoffs. So that's interesting. Um, Thornburg gets the closer job, as I mentioned, which actually hurts Billy because I don't think he has. Obviously, Thornburg's his only closer. That's not going to move the needle at all and takes away some holds, hurts him in that category. So that's huge, um, just some of the things that, that he's fallen. But the offense is amazing, especially if Bregman ever figures out how to hit a baseball in the major <laughs> leagues. So, well, I was going to say that as well. Uh, Thornburg getting that job, um, you don't see it often, but he almost becomes a droppable player for Billy. Yeah. Um, because you don't really want to go into the playoffs with one closer. Yeah. Um, What's that do for you? It doesn't really do much for him. Probably not going to win that category. Um, Thornburg, I mean, obviously, he can help you out in other categories. He pitches real well, but, I mean, just the, you're not going to win saves with one guy. No, especially um, in a two-week format. In a two-week two format. So, Thornburg maybe maybe gets the hook here um, at some point. I mean, Billy has a pretty comfortable lead as far as getting a bye into the playoffs and everything like that. But, yeah, he's probably going to be a guy that's out there on the waiver wire for someone to pick up. So, my top three teams, I'm still going to put Billy one just because the offense is absurd. Um, I'm going to put myself second. And I'm going to have Zach third as well. Um, Kyle and Frank, very close, four and five for me. And then Shane, you'd be six right now. Um, I don't know. Losing Diaz really hurts hurts me. Hopefully he's back in time for our playoffs, but um, we'll see. I don't know. All right, so that's where we are here, almost done week 17. Yeah, before we close here, um, I know this isn't a, a standard RTS. This is a, this is a league podcast, but here we sit on August 3rd, and I'm just wondering if I'm ever going to get my apology for saying that maybe Bryce Harper isn't as good as we thought he was. Are we ready to Not do that? Me. Not from you? Not going to get it from me. Okay. Um, I'm shocked. I still feel like he's a player that could single-handedly win you a week. I mean, this could flip real quick at any time, but I'm not sure it's going to happen this year. Uh, he's hitting 234 right now. That is bad. Yeah. Um, it's it's been incredible. I, I'll be the first to. I, I still think he he figured out. He's obviously too talented to not. Um, still putting up solid numbers other than batting average but um, it's just been fun for, for me to to watch you've been right <laughs> just for at least one season to be uh, to be right on something um, just like to poke a little fun at Kyle every once in a while you definitely won that deal <laughs> for this season yeah. for this season I did <laughs> I do it over 
championship. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's where we stand here um, midway through week 17. Looking forward to the playoffs starting. Uh, it's, it's been laboring to get through this season. It's been, it's been trying. Exhausting. I think that's why the podcasts have slowed down, to be completely honest. It's been an absolute grind. Um, and here we are. One of us is hoping to reap the rewards of it. So, hoping it's me. Wouldn't, wouldn't be too upset if it's either one of you guys. Um, you know, we'll see what happens. Red Triangle Sports. One of us is going to take it down this year. We, I think we deserve to after all the effort <laughs> we put in. But, uh, and I'm really sick of Cody mocking us and saying, when are we going to, you know, Cody... You haven't done one of these all year with us, and you're here <laughs> saying, when are, when are you guys going to do a podcast? Well, you know, maybe if we had you, you know, organizing some things and offering to actually do one, maybe we'd get them done a little sooner. So, you know, put up or shut up, man. Amen. And, you know, I just want to say this race for the double bye would be a lot better if I had those five wins. <laughs> oh, my God. He did it. He did it. I'm starting. I'm yeah. starting to join Zach's side on this. This guy's just killing this. <laughs> so, uh, just felt like it was funny to throw that in there. Uh, Zach's on cloud nine right now with his daughter, so hopefully, he doesn't get too mad about that. We'll see. And that bubble that I'm giving him currently. Yeah, I'd be like four games back of you, Shane. Man, I could definitely make that up too. Oh well. It happens. Whatever. Um, all right. So, thanks for listening. Thanks for talking baseball tonight with me, guys. I'm sure we may not do something in week 18 because me and you are heading to Georgetown, Delaware on Thursday. <laughs> sure are. Uh, it's going to be fun four days with our fall baseball team. Got a nice little tournament in Delaware. Um, but we will definitely have something after the regular season to prep us all for the playoffs. So, looking forward to all that. Kyle, always a pleasure, buddy. Yeah, it is. It's good to be back. It's been a long time since I've been on here. It hasn't been that long, has it? A week and a half? Yeah, it feels like it's been a long time. Yeah. Long time with Shane. All right, Shane, thanks for the trivia. We'll talk to you guys in a couple weeks.